Hey, hey, um. Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. Uh, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 338 with Charles Golding. Charles is a book author, and I'm very excited to have him on the show, but I also am very excited for you guys to catch up with us. We have a lot of things for you guys to go check up on our website at www.findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us, so all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast twitter instagram facebook we make it easy for you guys to connect with us tell us who you want in next and if you have events local things that you want to shout out and get highlighted on the show send us a line at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com that being said i am very excited to give you guys a little bit of update of what's going on Britt and i are working very hard on content we're also doing some blog edits we're doing some vlog pieces it's just all around craziness because during the winter months is when the most amount of events are happening and so that being said i'm very excited to switch it over to our community cork board again if you have something that you want to highlight that's finding arizona podcast at gmail.com so let's get into it we have two events that we want to highlight one being a very very good event that we always go to and it's something dear to our heart that is phoenix flea taking over the downtown area uh november 26th from 10 a.m to 5 p.m that is going to be one of the locals that you if you have something you want to just go down there get something from a local vendor that's the spot to be because they're so many there so many and i'm so excited to be a part of it because we are actually going to be there doing a live podcast interviewing some of the local vendors like we do every year we actually are had to take a hiatus just because of the pandemic but we're so happy to be back this year next up is going to be taking place it is winter wonderland december 10th from 11 a.m to 7 p.m in downtown phoenix this is a another uh, heart uh, heartfelt just local event and it, it takes over the downtown uh, civic plaza and it's going to be uh, turning it into a winter wonderland for the family and for the kids so we hope that you guys go check it out that's taking place again uh, December 10th 11 a.m to 7 p.m go check it out that is our community cork board I am very excited for you guys to go back into the community and get yourself involved Make sure that you're letting us know what's going on and send us some pictures. We love getting everything sent to us. We really do appreciate it. So for those of you who are emailing us, letting us know what to update, what to keep our eye on, thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. And that being said, let's just get into the episode. This is episode, again, number 338 with Charles Golding. I will catch you guys on the next one. Hey guys, it's Jose. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Have you been like me, been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated, you had it up to here from your wife? Well, I got a place for you, happybeespestcontrol.com. They are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I wanna give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash Finding AZ, or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes, and bed bugs. 
Tell them Finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in fantastic guests every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to introduce you to a children's book author, and his name is Charles. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here on a, a wonderful Saturday. Yes, absolutely. And so I'm very excited to get into a lot of things with you. Um, one of the things is just your 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 kind of story, your journey is how you've gotten to this point. And so I'll ask you just this question that we've kind of asked everyone since it has affected all of us is give us a perspective of how the pandemic has kind of worked out for you and your family and things that have affected you, especially from an author's uh, perspective, I would love to understand, you know, publishing and, and maybe just taking the extra time to write more, you know, be more introverted in your thought process. I would love to understand all of that. Okay. Yeah. So um, when the pandemic first started, I I was looking after my dad. Uh, I had to quit my job as a CPA at a big mine site in uh, British Columbia to move down because he got dimension. We wouldn't move out of his house. So this okay. was just in Los Angeles right before the pandemic. And then he passed away right when the pandemic started. So um, I um, I guess to back it up. So I basically had some time off. I wanted to take a break because dementia is one of those things where, yeah, it's it's, it's all tough. on. It's really tough. I, I, anybody that wants to know about it or wants to commiserate or counseling, let me know. I have some friends that are, um, they're, they're, fathers have dementia too and it's uh yeah it's just a strain the whole time so anyway the pandemic yeah. started um i actually moved to miami because i just wanted some time off mm-hmm. and i had california driver's license dri- license plates yeah and if i if i would have left my condominium they would have kicked me out of the state so i had i had basically was sequestered there and yeah. I mean, you could walk around and so i decided to write these children's books and these children's books are based on when my kids were yeah, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to take them, uh, carpool them from uh, across the town to this uh, little school we went to. And there was like five in the car, my two kids. And, you know, kids are pushing and yelling, stop stepping on me, stop doing this. He's in my space. Where's my, anyway, so I finally, I had enough. One time I said, all right, everybody give me a character, just any character. And so all five gave me a character and then I have, I had a character. So I just tell a story and I just really got good at, I mean, they give me all kinds of wacky characters. <laughs> it was, it was really fun for me too. And yeah. Yeah. so I just got good at it. So I have maybe five or six stories that um, I wanted to put in a print and, and during the pandemic, um, it was, it was a, it was a really good time for me to do that. I was in Miami and uh, anyway, so I, I, Put them together i got a publicist i got two illustrators who were fabulous who are yeah. friends of friends and they made the story come alive because I, I had a good story but yeah the y'all, visuals yeah and the, the pandemic helped me because they both graduated from animation school in san diego and okay they couldn't get a job because of the pandemic they just it just wasn't working yeah all the projects were being uh, put on hold or a lot of them so I said, why don't you, why don't you guys uh, illustrate my book? And they said, okay. And it just 
it changed all of our lives because they uh, they really did a great job. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, it, that's you know, and that's re- really incredible. That it's like one of the things that we've kind of um, taken pride in here and finding the stories that we've kind of established through the pandemic is just kind of that silver lining of like finding the silver lining through this horrible time of like, right. you know, you know, and I, I want to say sympathies to your father. I know you, he didn't have to go through the pandemic, but still this disease, that's something it's, it's tough for everyone. And, and it's, um, and it's tough on the family members too, because it's oh, yeah. like, it's loss of, of, of memories and people. And it's just like, it's tough. And, um, you know, my sympathies go, goes out to you and, and, you know, that, but I just also, again, finding that silver lining of like, you found and gave hope to these, you know, people that are close to you that are, you know, gave them jobs. And it's really right. incredible. It's really just incredible that you found something that could give life and give like a seed and, and let it sprout through this time of hardship. Yeah. Thank you. It was, um, and also I'm self-publishing because I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. If, if I would use the publisher, they would have probably put me on another course, but because um, mm-hmm. there's two types of books. There's for the younger, this is for an age, say seven to 10 to 12, because yeah. it's very, very funny, uh, interactive. It's, uh, um, I could tell you a little bit about the book. It's really funny, but, yeah. um, but uh, I, they, uh, I didn't want to get pigeonholed because I didn't even know what I was doing. And so yeah, yeah. My, my illustrators were open for anything and they just created this wonderful book. And so there's like, there's called graphic novels, which is like age, you know, th- that's kind of really popular with age, say 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And then there's picture books where you just kind of look at the picture and have some of the words and for the mm-hmm. younger kids. So this is yeah. kind of a hybrid in between. Okay. And it's not a picture book and it's not a graphic novel. It's kind of my own, well, our Creation. own. Yeah. 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 So, so I didn't know what I was doing. So I created this book and I got a publicist. Uh, and I've got a PR person who's, who's led people through through uh, children's books, and so it, it, it's it's just been, and they love they love the book too, and um, got great reviews, and yeah, it's just it's all new. Like I'm a CPA, a licensed CPA, and um, yeah, so I, I do that. I have projects that I do, but this is a yeah, this is really a labor of love, and there's three, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, the book's really unique. It's uh, uh, I'll just tell you it's because uh, I started this. Um, um, uh, it's a, it's it's called Max the Potato Bleed. I'll just I don't know pull it up. Yeah, sure. Show us. Uh, uh, anyway, um, anyway, it's uh, basically I'm the author, and so I start writing. Once there was Max the Potato Bleed, he goes, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to be a potato bleed. I want to be a lion." I'm going, "How can you be a lion? I'm I'm telling you, you're a potato bleed." He goes, "No, no, I want to be a lion." I'm not going to do any of your adventures. And so, so we have this running. He jumps out of the book, wakes me up. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just the wow. It's, I mean, I'm very excited. And it's like, it's some, it's something that's like, it's breaking that fourth wall to that, that kind of humor that makes me laugh too, because as an adult, you're just like, yeah, it's like, this is so preposterous, but it's, it's so vibrant and it's so, you know, on another level, it's just like you, you're the humor is like there when you when your character is fighting against you, almost oh, yeah. so to speak. And yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, so anyway, he uh, yeah, we have all these adventures. I give him some friends that are potato leaves. He doesn't want them because he wants to be a lion, but he, eventually he becomes their friend. He learns what friendship's all about. Yeah, how to protect his friends because um, they're just goofy potato. They just want to be goofy potato beaters. They don't want to be a lion. So 
yeah, it's really funny that way. And then at the end of the story, he does something uh, to save his friends mm -hmm. and he gets a heart of a lion and I make him a lion. Dang. That, with that's... a potato beetle face. But anyway, it's uh, so that's the first book. And then there's a series of five or six books. That's awesome. I, yeah. I want to ask you a couple of questions too. It's like, I, I can kind of pick a and pick and choose a lot of things that you've just divulged to us. So I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. So give me like your, your start into kind of just understanding, you know, storytelling and just in, in general, because as a CPA, I can't imagine your career or what your education was kind of in, you know, that left side, right side brain. It's, it's kind of like you're, you're separating those two. So where does this love of like storytelling and bringing those characters? I mean, you, you said that you, you asked your children, but I imagine that the stories and the creations had a little bit to do with you. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, I, I just love stories. I think everybody responds to a good story. So, mm -hmm. and I, I'm an amateur screenwriter too. And I had to really learn how to write screenplays and like and and get them um like i go to a class with screenplays and oh, i okay. a 19 year old kid who just tear my book apart or my play apart and i get so angry and i go but he was right that's 19 so so you really learn um yeah. you know it's take your ego out of it and just tell a story that people want to hear mm -hmm. um exactly and what makes sense so uh i think that that's a really having feedback is really and having kids who just love your book or love my uh, tales like I, I remember a couple times you're tired you got five kids in the back and I pull into the parking lot of the, the school yeah. and I forgot one of the characters one of the kids and he started they all start crying why did you you forgot my character ah. it's like so I know how important it was to them to make sure yeah. I gotta get them all in there you know absolutely so, yeah because yeah. I feel like every single one I mean it's like when you build a uh, a universe like this and especially mm -hmm. you look at thing other universes where they have multiple characters scattered throughout uh the different stories you kind of relate to some of them personally where you're right. just like you're this is mine and you have that level of like response to it where you're like dang i didn't get my character in this story like that that upsets me like it should be and so it's like yeah the personalization and that kind of interconnection uh it's just you know tied to any kind of story and where you have multiple characters in a universe so dynamic like this oh yeah it's uh, it, it's really fun yeah and uh, i didn't realize how important it was to them i talked to my daughter and my son mm -hmm. uh three or four years ago and they go man dad we just love those they're in their mid -tw late 20s now so we just love those stories. I go, you know, okay. So I, that's kind of the impetus to say, why don't, why don't I put these into writing? So yeah. I sketched them out and um, yeah. And, and they're really, really, they're really funny. Yeah. Um, what, what, what a beautiful way to like, also, you know, prepare for grandkids and things like that, where you're just like, look at grandpa used to tell us about this when we, we made this with our, you know, grandpa. And now we have a book to show you and tell you that it's like, it's real. It's, it's yeah. show it's that proof of, uh, and it's just, I think it'll, I think it's so beautiful when you have a, a story and kind of a, a foundation like this to allow kind of it to breathe a little bit in the sense that I'm talking to you about fictional grandkids and just that, uh, the thought of like, what, what other things can now that thought bring into your story? It's like, well, what do I want to teach my grandkids? What do I want the lessons of each character to build upon this universe? 
absolutely. So yeah, every book has a progression. So he becomes a lion. The second book, he um, he uh, is a lion, and he has a, still has a potato friends, but he meets the lioness, the the love of his life. She's it. so beautiful. And in fact, Max starts arguing with me. He goes, "You could you didn't draw that. You don't. You're not talented enough." I said, "No, I have illustrators who draw." He goes, "What are you talking about?" So we have a big fight about that. But anyway, he that. um he uh has the you know it's the boy meets girl boy loses girl boy gets girls it's it's the classic story but uh at the end he has to go from a heart of a lion to the heart of a king so oh. i'm exploring i'm exploring yeah. that so yeah yeah so he's going from a teenager to an adult uh, mm-hmm. really in the book in the second book yeah how much feedback and and kind of open dialogue do you have with your kids about like okay we're you know we're doing this. It's now a thing. Do you guys want to start like bringing each of your characters something? Like, do you want to br- tell me what lessons you like? Do you allow that dialogue with your kids? Because I imagine that they have that kind of level of personalization to to each of the characters. Yes, they do. Um, okay. Uh, actually, in the third book, which it's about, <laughs> I don't want you to, to, to tell us the no, whole okay. thing. I'm like, I'm but, so but, sorry. But, this plays right into what you're saying. The third book, he has a pride because he's there's a lion, he has a lioness, mm-hmm. and he has a pride. And you, you go down the pride, and there's all the little cubs. And the last one is a little potato beetle. So he had a potato, so he doesn't know what to do. He's got, I got lions. What? So he has to, he actually, him and I have to work out how to father this little bit precocious. I mean, she is like Max, only a little girl. Yes. And um, so it's, uh, so I'm getting my daughter to help me with that. With uh, with a little, her name's Alola. Excuse me, Lulu. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I need I need input. How do, yeah. how, do, how, do how do you want to be fathered by yeah. this crazy guy and me trying to figure out? You got the pride here. He does all the lion stuff. But so what crazy. do we do with this person? This different um, character. I'm like, I don't know. I still don't know. I'm. I mean, I I know I know how it ends mm-hmm. because at the end it's. Um, she gets a choice. She can either become a lion mm-hmm. or stay a potato beetle. And yeah. she decides to stay a potato beetle because she's okay being a potato beetle. And she becomes the queen of the little, the little. <gasps> so anyway, I, it's, I, I, I want to just, you know, I know for me, like when I get, I'm, you know, I design and do creative bits for the podcast and things. So for me, I'm like, I'm lost in thought when I'm there. Right. I imagine you're the same way. Do you, but I also like, I want to ask you this because you are a CPA at, you know, at some bit of the right side of the mind. Right. I wanted to ask, like, do you delineate time? Do you, do you bring time to schedule time for that thought process? Or are you just like me where you're just like, I choose, like, it just goes like shower, brushing teeth. Like if I'm in the middle of dishes, like that's where I get most of my creative juices. Yeah, I have to put a frame around it. So like you say, uh, you could be in the shower or driving. That's where I do a lot of my creative. But I have to put it, okay, let's, what is this, what is this scene going to look like? Or yeah, let's go into this scene. So I kind of put some, a frame around it. And then I let the, I let the creative stuff just kind of bang around inside the brain. Because otherwise, you'll just, I'll have a million. I, like I'm, I tell everybody I'm a pitcher, I'm not a catcher. Like I'll throw the idea. Somebody else has got to catch it and say it's yeah. a ball. Like I'm going to do it. So so that's that's who I am uh, in the creative world. In the CPA world, I, you know, you, you got the 
you got your um uh your the box is already yeah the, the rules are set the boxes are there and then you're just kind of filling in as the person who understands it you're re- you're a ref almost yeah absolutely but not in a creative world it yeah. it, it is uh I think the Romans said there's this there's this creature that just kind of floats around and, and goes in your head and it's yeah. like I don't know how where it came from like where did it come from I don't know I don't it's, know <laughs> it's rattling in there now I must open one ear too high or whatever but yeah but that's and that's yeah. the funnest part that is that is the best part of it all because I'm I'm exactly the same way it's like my favorite times are just like lost in thought I'm like. I was, it was alive. It felt real. Like I could see it. And it's just like, you know, that's where I, I get the most joy in like what I do for a living. And and so I'm a landscape architect by trade. Oh, are so, you? Yes. Do you still, do you still do it or is this full-time here? Oh, uh, no, I still do it. I actually am um, a full-time with a commercial uh, here in, in Phoenix, but uh, okay. I do this because it's a passion of mine. I feel like this is and I tell this all the time, this is important, like um, stories like yours, everyone deserves a chance at the microphone, as so to speak. Right. And yeah. so I, I've always I've always felt that way. So everyone deserves a chance. And thank you again for telling us so much about this beautiful universe and book and, and just kind of like absolutely creative piece mm-hmm. of like legacy you're building here right. and i'm very very excited and i cannot wait to purchase my own copy i know that i got a little bit of sneak peek of a pdf but i i just i want i want to support you also i want to tell like that's kind of the person i am i, I just want to also give you that i know that this is something that is beautiful and like i i can feel it from you i know just from you telling me i want to show my own kid this story and, and kind of read this universe with him it's just so fun to know that there are people like you here in the state and here, like I I've met some other authors. It's just really fun because you guys are really um, showing what this state can offer, showing what this city could offer. And I know that you're um, uh, a transplant. You come from Colorado, but you're also just like your story, your background, you, you travel all throughout the, you know, you're a army military guy too. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I love being here. I think uh, one of the reasons I put so much effort into this first story was I I do want the parent to read it with the child and the mm-hmm. parent to enjoy it because if the parents enjoying it, the kid's going to enjoy it even more. Yeah. And in the one most two most the three most beautiful words it, for me is for the child to say, read it again, read it again. So that's that's what's going to be on my website and my, maybe my motto is just read it again because that's, I want them to experience it and go, oh, that's funny. What's this all about? And yeah. Look, oh, that was so, let's see that again. That's to me. And then the parent, uh, you know, it's not just them reading it and they're bored and like, you know, mm-hmm. which, which you're going to get there. Uh, but I mean, you know, they want to read stuff and sometimes it doesn't resonate with you as, a, as an adult, but the kid, yeah. child needs it. But uh, this one, I think it's supposed to resonate with both. In fact, Two, two of the reviews said this isn't a children's book and i said yeah of course it's a two anyway but they because they enjoyed it they yeah. the all enjoyed it so yeah so that makes it even better i think you have just such a, a personality and joy about what you're doing here and i just again i've always been so fascinated by just every level of like story where the person had no idea or just didn't come from the background of it because it's a level of passion that it says I can do something else that I've, you know, have a part of my life 
and I can, cause I'm the same way. I was like, I had landscape first and then somehow some way that this has become another part of my world that I didn't think was going to happen or create itself. And right. so I am very, very adamant about those individuals who have that same kind of story. It's like, it's just, it's a level of passion that you have. You just have that something else because you can, you have that speed and that drive to go for something like this. Yeah. I think, uh, Everybody, uh, I mean, if you get in a rut, and uh, that's one of the reasons I, I needed I needed a break from the other world. But uh, I think everybody has a story, a song, uh, a movie, a screenplay, a poem that mm -hmm. they should, that's theirs. They actually should put themselves out there. Turn the TV off. Yeah. Turn on some light music and or no music, and just and just create. Um, the more you do it, it's like a habit. The more you do it, it becomes a habit. So every day things are uh, rattling around in there and uh, once I say okay I'm going to start this book I want to get at least all the concepts done and then we'll worry about some of the details and make it later so yeah I think everybody has that in them yeah. if they just would take the time you know turn the tv off turn the turn the um uh you know whatever off but uh, and just just create just go into a higher level of consciousness that you wouldn't have otherwise gone into yeah, um, without, without that effort. Yeah, absolutely. I think that allowing your mind to just drift, not just like let it drift, like don't worry about the bills. Don't worry about it. Just let it drift. And right. you'd be surprised where you, where it would go. Like you'd be surprised what it could create and just kind of like the level of beauty that it wants to do or, you know, where it, where you think you, you would, not go it will go and so it's just something that i've always been like so enamored to see my son my now my son is like he has this look and he has this curiosity that i that i have that i just oh, yeah. want to just i know he has it that i want to feed and just give you know mold it and and allow it to bloom that's oh, that's yeah. really really what i wanted to do and so he's yeah, uh he's just been, yeah they're at a fun age. They're a fun. They're such a fun age because uh, you get to see the world through their eyes, and they get to look up at you. It's, uh, in fact, what somebody asked me uh, twenty years ago, what changed when you became a plotter? And I said, nothing changed. Hmm. This life ended, and this life began. It's like you completely. You're just a different person, and mm -hmm. I can't imagine myself not being a father. And I'm sure you're, you're yeah. at that level too, where it's like, you know, twenty months ago I was, you know, just worried about. Uh, yeah, making sure I, I didn't. Yeah, I was a right. little bit more selfish. I'll tell you that oh, I was yeah. just a little bit more selfish, and so oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have you know him, and so it's like that's it's just all changed ever since that day. And you know what? You're absolutely right. And so if I could give him the opportunity of reading something like this and allowing his you know mind to to feed off of it, I'm very excited to share that, and I'm very excited to do so. Oh. Um, I would love to ask you just kind of your, what you've learned from, you know, this community of like, because you're, you know, you were here in this state, it's a little bit different than the other states that you've been a part of. I would love to get an understanding of what you think and what you've learned here. Uh, I think, um, yeah, it's like, I live in California. I've lived in British Columbia and mm -hmm. major cities, beautiful, beautiful places. This has a vibe to it. Um, you know, it's uh, you don't go out every day. Um, uh, it's, I love the the cuisine, the not the nightlife, but uh, going out. 
Um, I've met so many wonderful creative people here. I mean, you just got to jump in there. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen them. You know, and I, you meet this person who knows this person who knows a thousand people. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and it's it's a, it's a creative world. People are dying to have th- uh, uh, be creative, hear uh, mm-hmm. stories. And yeah. the thing that I really, really want, uh, which I think is really m- missing a lot, is is joy. We just we're just not joyful. We're just we don't go outside. Of course, here it's a little too hot sometimes. To just say, wow, look at that bird and just stare at it. And uh, what do you think he's thinking or she's thinking? You know, yeah. just, and I, I'm writing a, a nature book, but it's a different story just for, to encourage people to go to a river and just yeah. look at things and go create a story about it. Because, you know, every, ri- every river has a wizard at the top of it. And that wizard controls. Anyway, it's, this is part of my. So uh, that's one of my other stories. So you can. I love you know, it. You can find them if you look hard enough. But so you go out, you know, I love rivers. I wish we had more here, but um, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I mean, if you got the desert, it's spectacular. Sedona is, yeah. I love, I mean, I'll tell you this. The one thing that I've grown fond of is the level of life that can grow here and the uniqueness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look, like you said, even, it's hot out here, but if you go outside, you can definitely see things growing, things thriving, things out there. Yeah. What in the world? And they're alien looking. They're just not of like, it doesn't look of this earth, but it's growing on this earth. And so I want people to understand that even though it is different and, you know, just a little bit unique out here in that sense of heat and, and weather, right. but there's still life and there's still growth and if you take the time to look at it and appreciate it, it, it really grows on you. And so another thing that I totally was like, it's like, you must, uh, you know, get a level of like uh, creativity from like sunsets and like the, the unique areas that are around here too, because it's, I have yet to see a sunset that represents like looks anything like what we have here or, okay. you yeah. know, just some of the stuff that, grow like you go out the side of the city five ten miles it's such a different place in every direction yeah it's beautiful here yeah it's it is unique and uh, you go to Sedona I mean I haven't been to the Grand Canyon since I've been a kid but there's just it's just a stunning state I mean it's got pretty much everything it's got snow it's got uh, uh, really dry heat um yeah and and the people are just great here it's just uh, I, I just I just love the vibe I it's uh I'm surprised how many friends I've met through friends and friends and, and uh, yeah, that uh, they're not stuck in the, not that you don't need a family, but they, they, people come here, a lot of them from other places. So they're, yeah. they, need, they, they want the, the other community. They're not like just involved in their own families, which yeah, some, some places I know are like, I, I was born in Brooklyn and it's, it's all, yeah. <laughs> It's all my family and, and yeah. relatives oh, yeah. close by and my neighborhood. My, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. Right here. It's, it's a lot different. I, and that's what I, I think. That's why I enjoy it so much is just the level of like, it's so vibrant in, in, in a variety of cultures and, and variety of backgrounds. I think that we share something here that I think is very important and that we've learned throughout every episode of our podcast, which is uh, community over competition. And that is, I hope, something that we can kind of keep promoting and keep 
establishing here, especially at the podcast. But if you can go out into the world and and throw that out there for our city and state, I'd love that uh, community over competition. I love that community over competition. I actually moved to my I was moved to Miami so I could take up salsa dance, and then the COVID hit. Uh, and then I come here and they say there's better co- uh, salsa dancing here than there is in Miami. So it's like, what are you talking about? So anyway, that's, that's because the those that were there. I think mm-hmm. some of them had to travel over here because of the hurricanes and because some of them were established here and like they owe it's very uh business licenses are very easy and 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 the city has made it very an easy process to open uh, a business license these places uh salsa places I, I have a buddy who has one of his own and mm-hmm. he he dances at I mean, they're popping up more and more throughout the city and, and the community and culture behind it is so, you know, thriving and, and, and kind of like uh, close tied because they, they, I mean, they establish these dance halls and then you can go to a def- different dance hall because that dance hall likes to come with your dance hall during the week. So it's just like, it's very much like a big thing here so it's just like i i very i was like i found it in college because my again my buddy uh has one of his own but it's like i i very i was like wow i didn't know that this was here yeah i'm i'm, I'm actually shocked i think but uh yeah so i'm not gonna be surprised anymore but anything that happens here so uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a very good social life vibrant uh friendly um yeah uh, people I, go out a lot um dress up some don't uh, and very it's very uh, physically um attractive place i mean it's uh, people people take care of themselves take care of their bodies it's uh yeah it's it's yeah this is a, like a young like a young pasadena or somewhere it's just really really um maybe the movie industry will start coming here on a regular basis i don't know maybe I, I hope. Fing- fingers yeah. crossed like i you know i think i've heard rumblings of like uh you know there's a big push for the fashion week here to become an established one of the established parts of uh, a fashion uh, week that they kind of go through the different throughout the United States and and New York being the biggest one. But uh, I think it's just one of those things like we're growing city. Uh, You know, we bring passionate people here and it's Mm -hmm. again, such a unique place with other passionate uh, community driven individuals that it doesn't take, it doesn't take long for, you know, you realize that to, for it to show itself. So um, I hope that it continues. I hope that I, I just a little bit of that community over competition. So again, I appreciate all of your time. Um, we're reaching the end towards here, but I, I have a couple of last questions. Can you give it a little bit of what you like to keep, in your daily life to whether it's meditation, uh, writing down, like journaling, things like that, that you like to keep in your daily week to just kind of keep yourself balanced or to even kind of keep the creative juices going, so to speak. Yeah, I think yeah, there's a couple of things. I, I do have a, a, a good prayer life. So I, I make attention to pray, pray to God, thank God. Um, you know, you're with me. We're, we're, I'm not alone in this, you know. Yeah. Uh, second is, I agree, if, if you don't journal, if you don't have a, a practice of journaling, like, I don't know how many wonderful sayings and ideas I had. I forgot, I'm like two, you know, um, an hour later, it's like, what? Anyway, that happens a lot. So if you, if you have a journal, 
I would do that. And I, and I will also say, take some time um, specifically to write um, mm-hmm. or whatever you like to do. Play the yeah. piano. I like to, I started playing the harmonica with my dad. Like, anyway, just, just to get to um, before his dementia went too bad. Now, now I just love the harmonica. So I'm going to, I'm sure there's a big community here. I haven't explored it yet. Oh, no, there's a, if you look up bluegrass, bluegrass is a big community here. So it's like, okay. you'll, you'll find, we had a bluegrass guy one of the last of like, you know, honky tonk, you know, legacy. Um, and so it's just like one of those things is like, you'll find it, trust me. And if you're not, it'll find you like, it'll, if you look and keep looking, I mean, I, I appreciate, I can tell you this, uh, harmonica and like those hand based instruments that are just small mm-hmm. are just like, we just had a nonprofit come through that talked about like, it's, it's, you know, they're helping refugees, you know, recover from PTSD with harmonicas, uh, flutes, and things of that sort that are just oh. hand-based instruments because they can, they're, you know, they're usually um, no place for them to like, you know, they can easily travel with you and things like that, man. Yeah. But it's, but it's like the, like you were saying, it's like, it's, it's a small thing, but it just really, as people are, there's a community. There's definitely a community behind there. You'll definitely find it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Like, yeah, because I play the I like I play the harmonica all the time. I call people up and play, you know, I don't know. Just uh yeah, I learned how to do the iMessage so that um I'm I'm sure some of them are anyway, uh anyway, it's it's just been fun. But uh yeah, I think we all need we all need to be expressive and uh take take it serious. Like my book, yeah. I Sometimes I don't take it serious. And other, you got all this PR work you got to do. You got to get it done. You, you, you got to meet your deadlines. You got to get the copyright. You got to do this. Yeah. I mean, so, so that, so yeah, take it seriously as well as, um, especially if you got something that's already been created and, and you, and you really want, like, I just want it to be out there to the world. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to make a, a lot of money, but I would love it to as many people that enjoy it as I can have Absolutely. it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate all of your time with us and, and just giving so much of like who you are, your story and where you come from. So the end here is just kind of this last question is give us a goal or something that, you know, you 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 kind of gave us a little bit of a goal, but it's like something of this that our listeners can help you achieve. Or if someone out there just comes across this podcast, like that, that they can help you achieve. Wow. Um you know, I'm always open to feedback. Um, okay. But help me, uh, encouragement's always good. I, I have a lot of good reviews. Uh, yeah. Um, and I do have some people that are like my best critics, but my best friends. So um, yeah. you need that. You need that honesty. Like, I don't understand this. Why? Why'd you do this? Because yeah. I tend to I tend to get a little too dramatic, and and, and especially kids' books, children's books. You need to. So uh, um, yeah, just uh, I'm not gonna say buy my book, but. Uh, if if you do see it or Come you across it, it, yeah, uh, drop me a line. Tell me what you think, because uh, I'm always looking for improvements. I'm going to be writing until I I have no teeth, and uh, uh, maybe maybe I'll work as a a gardener somewhere with you. But uh, at some point, I love it. Yeah, I'll just keep writing. It's just it's just keeps you alive, keeps you young, and, and absolutely, yeah, keeps and, this keeps this going. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can. And we didn't even really bring this up. That kind of that level of like thought and just kind of also the juxtaposition of, you know, what your, what your father went through and, and dimension, mm-hmm. how it deteriorates the mind. 
have you really given thought or any um pray or you know way to uh, maybe a, like a nonprofit for dementia with some of I, the I'd, I'd love to do that um I, there's a number i work at a couple of nonprofits uh, hmm. my friend's a chef and so oh. she goes around and finds a, a place that needs a meal cooked and she's an executive chef so i go and nice. help her me and a couple other people so i'm really into that but yeah i think uh, i think dementia is um yeah, um, hopefully they'll find something to alleviate it or at least slow it down because yeah. once it's going downhill, my dad retired when he was very young and mm -hmm. basically did really well for 15 years, but then got real sedentary. And I think that's really what caused, because he was a rocket scientist. Like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was a brilliant man, worked for NASA, worked for um, Boeing, he's worked everywhere as an executive designing. He was one wow. of the first ones that designed uh, some laser stuff, and so yeah. But anyway, it's it's it was really tragic to see him at the end. Uh, I had to take his car away from him. No, uh, oh, yeah, that's the tough day. Uh, yeah, it's the tough day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but anyway, thanks. Uh, I am going to look into that. That's a perfect uh, thing yeah. for me to jump into. Um, I, I can't remember the name. I'm going to take some time to like look at look it up. But there was a, an episode that I heard from. Um, I think it was. Uh, American, uh, one of the NPR shows, mm -hmm. um, but it was uh, a father and a daughter that, you know, the father was going through, and it was just kind of the story long of like, you know, that episode, one episode was her taking away the car, um, just kind of that story. And the father lived in Brooklyn and, or somewhere in New York, close to Brooklyn or some, right. somewhere. Out there. And it's like, it's just kind of like that story of like them moving in together. You know, they could, then they go a couple months of like, you know, what he's been through and slowly establish, you know, the loss of the memory. And and it's just like, you know, that's it's it's I think it's cathartic to kind of maybe hear another person's journey and kind of un understand that. But uh, also just like it's a level of uh, relationship you can kind of bond with someone who's been with uh, in that same kind of uh, seat with yeah. you. Um, it's really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up and, and make sure that it gets to you. Uh, but it's one of those things. It's like again, I I come across things where it's like it's nowhere near where I what I live through or what it's it's just so unique and interesting to me. But I always try and keep it in the back of my mind for someone, uh, for someone else to kind of you know yeah. enjoy. And you're not alone. And I, what I'm teaching my children is this is how I want to be treated when I grow up. Right. So exactly. Um, when I get a little older, I want you guys, I, I'm showing you how I did it. So, you know, I'm, I don't want to be thrown in a home. I don't, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do, but uh, nothing, but um, yeah, I think they both really admired, really saw what I did for, and gave up a lot of income and just took care of my dad. And yeah. Um, yeah and they used, they'd come to California and go, but uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I think, we all need to take care of each other and yeah. having a parent like that is is so tough and, and you do need help uh help or um some outlet and some support i guess more than help yeah yeah thank you again charles for everything yeah. this last bit um is to promote yourself let everyone know where they can find you online uh if you have some place for you they can send a you know address like mail to you physical mail or something uh, along the lines of like you know your social media handles uh again take it away this is your chance well my my uh, website is charliegbooks.com so i'll um i do have a facebook page uh i do have an instagram i'm just starting to work on that i, I actually want to do a podcast I don't oh, know awesome 
I actually got a mic, so I got to figure out how this works. So anyway. yes, yes, awesome. I'm happy to help you out there. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so you can reach me there. My uh, you can uh, send uh, to CB Golding the number one at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, that's that's my um, uh, email address. Uh, yeah. What else? Yeah, I think that's enough. I think I think that's it. And yeah. then um, again, I just think this is going to be fun for me to kind of put this all together and just say you know we are very happy to have you on the show and just make sure that you keep doing what you're doing and well, just you. again you're from father to father i think you have something very special here and i cannot wait to share it with him so we have a little bit of an ending here you can hear every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect with us so everything is under finding arizona podcast social media wise and last but not least we always say kisses hugs and belly rubs to our four-legged friends she's outside this window oh, here <laughs> yeah i have a dog I, I we also have like two uh other cats so okay. we're a big animal family here and uh we always say that at the end of our little podcast so that is the conclusion to our episode here with charles we'll see you